Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. You can't turn on the television or the radio or log on to the Internet without seeing an advertisement for sports betting. That's become a very hot issue in the sports betting industry. What is the proper way for sports book operators to market their product and how much is too much advertising? And coming up, we're going to talk about the very interesting world of advertising and sports betting with two experts in the field. Alex Korneloff is the CEO of Betagy, who works closely with some of the biggest sports betting operators in the world. We're also going to talk with Bill Pasquale III, who's been on our show several times. Whenever there's a big issue in the gaming world, we always ask BP3 for his take on the situation. When we come back, we're talking advertising in the sports betting industry. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Shadow from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of April 3rd, 2023. The U.S. commercial gaming industry broke a monthly revenue record in January. According to the American Gaming Association's Commercial Gaming Revenue Tracker, the gaming industry hit an all-time monthly high of $5.5 billion in revenue in January. Not only that, iGaming revenue increased over 20% from January of last year to $482 million. Major League Baseball has sold the broadcast rights to all 120 minor league teams to Bally's, which will offer the games for free through its dedicated Bally Live app. Bally's will introduce contests during the game, which will allow fans to participate for free and have a chance to win Bally's reward points as they play. The free games are expected to start on April 15th. And finally, Hard Rock International announced that they have become one of the presenting sponsors for the Formula One Heineken Silver Las Vegas Grand Prix. This partnership with the Las Vegas Grand Prix will allow Hard Rock to have its own strip-adjacent grandstand for the race that can seat up to 3,000 fans. The race will be run November 16th through the 18th. Sounds like a fun time in the city. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House Cards. Dave Weishelder with you. I don't have to tell our audience out there how popular sports betting has become because they've probably seen or heard all the commercials. And those commercials have become one of the hottest topics in sports betting. Well, I'm going to talk with a couple of experts in the field. On the line, we have the CEO of an amazing company called Betagy, Alex Korneloff. And we also have someone our audience is very familiar with. Bill Pascrell III is a partner at the Princeton Public Affairs Group, which is the largest statewide lobbying firm in the U.S. And they are both on the line right now. Alex, welcome to the show, and BP3, always great talking with you. Dave, thanks, thanks for, for having me. us, Dave. 
it's such a, gr- a great time to have both of you on because advertising has become such a hot topic. And Alex, since this is your first time on the show, I want to start with you. You are the CEO of an incredible company called Betagy, which is doing amazing things in the sports betting industry. For those who aren't familiar with Betagy, tell us something about it and what you do in the sports betting industry. Uh, sure. We use, you know, it's pretty straightforward. We use data and analytics to enhance the uh, advertisement in the space. So basically, if a uh, betting operator wants to communicate, exciting, uh, create exciting advertisement and engage customers like never before, mm-hmm. they should use data and analytics and, you know, odds and statistics. Mm-hmm. And to do that, that's actually where we come and we create all types of advertisement for them and help them to scale up the campaigns and make them relevant for our audiences. Like, like I said, Bill and Alex, I am so glad you're on together because advertising and marketing is such a big issue with regard to the sports betting industry. It seems like every state is talking about advertising and even the federal government's ta- talking about advertising and sports betting. And, and it, it seems like this issue just exploded over the last couple of weeks. I, I want to get both of your perspectives on the issue. What, what do you see as the overriding issue of advertising and marketing of sports betting? And, and why do you think there's been such a flurry of activity and proposed legislation that's recently been offered around the country? Bill, let me get your first reaction to that. David, thank you for having us. Always a pleasure to be on House of Cards with you, and you're very kind to have me back on again. Oh, absolutely. Alex Kornilov never talks about himself, but this is a (laughs) phenomenal human being, individual, that started this company, Betagy, 10 years ago um, in uh, the Ukraine and Poland, Uh, and Alex is now in the U.S., operating out of Jersey City and uh, has his headquarters in Trent, New Jersey. So he's now a Jersey boy. All right, we're neighbors. In terms of advertising. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of advertising, I think there's a a growing concern by politicians who mean well, uh, but, you know, the road to um, hell is is paved by good intentions. And I want to say at the outset, David, I think it is... Uh, illegally precluded to ban advertising. Sure. Uh, we know they've done it in different verticals like alcohol and cigarettes. But what we're trying to communicate to the broader political uh, industry is to say all you're doing is enabling the black market who could care less about responsible gaming and gambling addiction. And part of the reason that there's so much focus on it is the explosion of advertising, not always in a responsible way, to attract players. They're trying to acquire players, retain players, and oftentimes that bleeds into concerns gambling addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gambling addiction has not exploded, but there needs to be barriers put up uh, to ensure that advertising is done in a responsible way not targeting minors or vulnerable uh, demographics uh, who oftentimes use gambling as a coping mechanism instead of just as entertainment value. Alex, what do you think? What uh, what do you think is the most challenging issue in the advertising business today when it comes to sports betting? You see, just to follow up on on the bill thought here, obviously the ethical marketing practices is one of the 
biggest issues, which is uh, hard to solve, but there are tools which you can use to, not even tools, but techniques, tools, and principles, which uh, companies can use to overcome that. But let's say uh, if we take a look on the perspective of the uh, betting operators, the hardest challenge is to maintain uh, the cost of advertisement under control. Mm-hmm. So basically your cost of acquisitions are reasonable and you are not creating the uh, one year phenomenon you know, from your company and you can sustain the long run and uh, have the viable business in the end, which will create actually for you a possibility to be ethical and advertise ethically in the long run as well. Mm-hmm. But I would say for businesses is always control, like attract players uh, with a correct cost per acquisition uh, strategy. No? Sure. sure. Well, look, I, I got to ask you, I mean, you know, in doing this show and being a gaming attorney, I, I have come to the conclusion that one of the most challenging things in the casino industry and sports betting industry is advertising and marketing these platforms and these entities. To, to give an example, an assemblyman in my home state of New Jersey says he hopes Casinos exercise restraint and good judgment when advertising. And I and in Massachusetts, where I also have an office, the Gaming Commission is right now trying to formulate rules to restrict advertising at live sporting events where there may be attendees that are under a particular age. Now, when I hear these things, I can't think of a more ambiguous guidelines to work under. I mean, do you see that as the challenge? Yeah, I mean, you do. You want to do the right thing. You just need to know what the right thing is, and also the right thing changes from state to state. Is that one of the big challenges when it comes to advertising casinos and sports betting platforms in the United States? That you know what, there's there aren't clear guidelines, and those guidelines change depending on what state you do operate do operations in. Bill, what do you think? Well, so. Yes, I think that is a challenge. I I think it's also important to note, many people don't know this, including many legislators, Mm -hmm. but all your advertising, for example, let's just take the state of New Jersey. It applies in many other states, but they all have to be pre-approved by the Division of Gaming Enforcement. You can't just put an ad out there. You have to get your ads approved in advance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... Yes, there's a lot of ambiguity. I am totally opposed to any bans on advertising. We have a First Amendment right in this country. The more we can put responsible advertising out, the better it is. I mean, you know, 16, 17, 18 year olds that can't bet on sports. Um, what are we going to wait until they're 21 and then just blow them up with ads? <laughs> yeah. It's sort of a socialization and an education. The other point to make, Dave, and I know you have a huge background in this as well, you can bet on horse racing at the age of 18, right? So, you know, how how do you silo advertising so you're just, you know, hitting at a particular venue uh, those who are 21 and over? I mean, you know, it's like saying you can't advertise on certain things that young kids can't do, like smoking and drinking and bars and I mean, it's just silly, in my opinion. It's not the way to address problem gambling. The way to address problem gambling is to ensure that the operators are advertising in a socially responsible way. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards.
starts at 20, best slip is empty, I gotta call KG. What I up? got nothing for you, Fox. Ah, come on. What you got, huh? It is spa day, Jamie. You don't interrupt spa day. Ah, okay. Gracie, what's up? I need some tips. Jamie, you want a tip? Yeah. Now, come on, somebody. Jalen, what's up, man? You want a tip? Yeah. You really want a tip? I really need some tips. Don't call somebody on live TV, Jamie Fox. Well, you like answer. Have other friends anyway. Marshawn, Barry, holla. With costs going up, Adam and Eve is the best deal around. With 50% off a sexy adult product at adamandeve.com. That's 50% off right now when you point the camera on your smartphone at the code on the screen. Don't get up. Just open your camera and point it at the screen. Hurry. You'll also get 10 free gifts, including free discreet shipping at checkout. This is your chance to get more for less. So scan now for 50% off plus 10 free gifts from adamandeve.com. Drizzly makes it easy to shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and liquor from wherever I am. I just open the app, find what I want, and it's at my door in under 60 minutes. Drizzly. Ding dong, Drizzly. You're listening to the House of Cards. Is is that good? Do, do I want that? Oh yeah, you want that. Well, fantastic then. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you. This portion of House of Cards is brought to you by SCCG Management, delivering technology-driven capability expertise and customer and business value to the gaming industry for over 30 years. For more information, go to sccgmanagement.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Alex Korniloff, CEO of Betigy, and Bill Pascrell III, partner at the Princeton Public Affairs Group. Alex, what do you think about that? You see, Bill is right here, is it you? But in general, let's take a look on the business overall of, you know, uh, gaming industry. Marketing became the most important part of the business itself. Mm-hmm. Product, all kind of, uh, you know, operations, and the main value which gaming uh, business provides is a point zero for you to start actually acquiring customers. And client like business to business will will be different, or the competitive advantage will be built based on the marketing, not on anything else in particular. And, and therefore, uh, this is where the competition, where the marketing war starts. And therefore, the businesses have to advertise, and they, you cannot contain the cat in a, in a bag in this case. And you need just to make sure that you are. Uh, the businesses have all the tools and means to do the ethical advertisement, mm-hmm. and that's uh, the outcome. But I don't think it can be brought from above. You know, I think it's you know the activities of each single operator, which is important to to, to do. You know, but but obviously, um, you know, not from from the top. 
Alex, you raised such a great point about the marketing. I mean, I, I, I always say that one of the greatest things about sports betting and the gaming industry is the technology that is being constantly developed to make a better product. I, I'm curious, from your perspective, how has technology aided in the marketing of sportsbooks and casino platforms? I mean, I've talked to a lot of sportsbook operators, and they told me that it's our technology that sets us apart from the others in the field. And that's what we want to sell, and that's what we want to tell the public about. Has technology been the selling point for a lot of these platforms? Uh, you, you see, technology is such a broad concept, so let's break it down. Mm-hmm. You know? Technology and marketing in general, I mean, obviously, you know, each operator works on his product to make it seamless, you know, usage of the product. So let's put it aside. There are plenty of things which we can go deep into, but let's focus on the marketing side. Uh, from my experience, talking to, all, to every single operator out there, uh, there are... Like, if five years ago, no one actually, like, even discussed personalization or big data analytics for marketing or anything like that, now people are talking about this and uh, the teams want to integrate it. But from my experience, there are only 5% of uh, companies are actually doing that because it requires restructuring of the internal processes and, and reshaping the way uh, technology is used in, in, in marketing. And obviously now, like every year, I see a faster, faster interest, like more interest and more implementation of this. Yeah. And the tendency, like, and, and, and the trend which I see is that, for example, less company, more companies are shifting away the uh, acquisition of players from agencies, like from external sources to internal, mm-hmm. to build in the teams which actually know what works and what does not. So, uh, and, and this trend is across the industry in all um, states and also outside of the U.S. too. So, it, it, when you start, it's great to use an agency and just pay for your players and, uh, you know, pay for uh, cost per acquisition. But then if you want to have the long-term competitive advantage, you start to move expertise in-house and then you start to explore possibility of personalization, of learning what is client want, what does client want. And uh, what are the behaviors and patterns and predictive analytics and uh, personalization and and so on. And now it's even fueled more with the recent development of AI, uh, you know, generative AI like ChatGPT, DALI, uh, MidJourney, and so on. So it's pretty exciting time. I, I, it certainly is. And you've you've said the word that I'm hearing a lot of. It's uh, customization and personalization. I, I, I talk to a lot of sportsbook operators, and they w- tell me they want to take the data and they want to take artificial intelligence and bring it together and customize the betting experience for the customer. I mean, any meeting yeah. I'm in, I hear the word customization. Now, now, both of you work extensively in the gaming field. Is customization the future of sports betting and the future to, and the future of marketing in the sports books to the uh, to the public at large? Uh, yes, depending on what format we're talking about, but mm. definitely why? Because we have a clear data showing that uh, conversion rates on personalized slash customized uh, offering is way higher than just generic ones. Mm-hmm. As simple as this, and as far as company goes into more competition between each other, they will. Uh, crunch data to figure out what actually should be advertised and what message each single player should get to be engaged and to convert. Therefore, this is the future. And, you know, and now it's, it's a standard thing, you know, like if you look on the digital side, but, uh, you know, soon it's coming to TV and the digital yeah. signage and digital out of, of, of door advertisement. 
as technology develops. How about you, Bill? Are you hearing a lot of customization and personalization in, in the meetings you're in and the uh, conversations you're, you're having in the sports betting industry? It's clearly in the industry's interest mm-hmm. uh, to begin to rethink the way they're marketing. David, you know this firsthand. So do most of your viewers, if not all. We know that there's been an explosion of bonus bets, free bets, yeah, match yeah. bets. And, you know, that's just not sustainable. Uh, the customers are not brand loyal. Uh, at least that's what the data shows. Um, we know that the top four or five operators have the majority of the market. Unfortunately, with the bank collapse, um, with SVP, SVB and Signature, it's drying up some of the capital into the market for startups. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the thing to kind of equate this to, I believe, is not dissimilar to retail clothing, um, you know, where you, you, you go online and you buy a pair of shoes, a, a golf shirt, slacks, a dress, what have you, and now they have that information to market to you on similar types of interests and, and, and brand uh, experiences. The sustainability of the game industry is directly determined by the ability to pivot from mass marketing to personalization and quote-unquote customization. Final point I want to make, which I think is important and I neglected to bring up in our tee-up, is the other thing that's important for customers, parents, politicians, and regulators to realize is in the online gaming industry, sports betting, casino, poker, what have you, you know, whether a juvenile, uh, you know, a, someone under 21 sees an ad or not and clicks through to it, we have a almost flawless uh, bulletproof uh, system for geolocation, age verification, and so on and so forth. So those players are not going to be able to gamble online. They'll never have that because if the operator allows that to happen, they're going to incur huge fines and potentially lose their license. You know, I, I, I knew you guys were coming on la- uh, last week, and I, I, I couldn't wait to talk to you because I had a conversation last week that I wanted to bring up with you two, and it was a software company, and they have something called TV detection software for sports betting, which means if the sports uh, book uh, platform has the TV detection software, it can actually tell what game you're actually watching on television. I mean, if the Eagles and the Giants we're playing a football game on television and you the app you had the app on your phone that had the TV detection software the sports book would actually know what particular game you're watching and formulate bet options that you may be interested in and i was thinking wow what a marketing tool and wow what convenience for the better and then i thought Oh, wow. People know what I'm watching when I'm home alone. I I want to get, is that where we're heading toward customization? Alex, I want to get your opinion. And certainly Bill, as an, Uh, as an attorney, I'm an attorney too. And my ears went up on that one. I was like, Oh, are we crossing the line in personalization there? Or, but Alex, what what is your impression of software like that? Sure. I mean, that's, that's very exciting. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I think this, you know, uh, having an origin in, in, in on the European market, 
the same technology was used, for example, to balance out the advertisement in Germany for TV um, for second screen experience. And uh, uh, when in Germany you have a delay of 60 seconds in certain regions and linear broadcast feed, therefore they had to use some voice recognition mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, to, 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 to synchronize the advertisement on the phone. So uh, I would say the tech there is very solid and it works. Yeah? Uh, my, my, my point here is that actually, you know, we, we are working with, a lot with TV production companies and uh, biggest media companies in the country like ESPN, mm -hmm. Yahoo, uh, NBC, uh, TUDN. And the way forward actually is not integrating it through the phone, but actually putting it directly on the broadcast and personalized experience on the TV itself. And there are tools to do it and better G actively involved in that. Therefore, uh, there, we can do the whole show about this. It's <laughs> yeah. very exciting. And uh, what you would see is a r rise of transactional advertisement on TV, personalization on TV, mm -hmm. and second data layer, which will be personalized on top of the live event you're watching, which eliminates the problem overall because you decide which channel you watch and then you, whether you want to turn it on or turn it off. Uh, therefore, there's no issue with privacy uh, when there's third, third party listener. Yeah. And then, and then better operators can jump. Uh, like together in a deal with a TV uh, network mm -hmm. to provide the experience yeah, of sports betting. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. With costs going up, Adam and Eve is the best deal around. With 50% off a sexy adult product at adamandeve.com. That's 50% off right now when you point the camera on your smartphone at the code on the screen. Don't get up. Just open your camera and point it at the screen. Hurry. You'll also get 10 free gifts, including free discreet shipping at checkout. This is your chance to get more for less. So scan now for 50% off plus 10 free gifts from adamandeve.com. If you don't have final expense life insurance, this message is for you. LifeCare provides valuable information about whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and other final expenses. A final expense life insurance policy is fast and available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exam, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costing $9,420 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses. Your premium will never increase. Your policy will have a cash value and a death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense life insurance with a lifetime lock, call LifeCare at 800-459-8822. That's 800-459-8822. You're listening to the House of Cards. Why, you cheap crook, stealing a baby's bank. It's only a lend-lease. I figured a bet on the 50 to one shot and double the baby's money. Why, you imbecile. Why don't you pick a 100 to one shot and triple it? Oh, okay. Well, 
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaud with you. House of Cards is brought to you by the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. Unlock your best self with the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of morning recovery, two bottles of Dreamwell, and two bottles of liquid focus. The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com to get 15% off your first purchase of the Life Hack Pack or any of their other great products. That's promo code RADIO15 to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off your first purchase at morelabs.com. You can finally do it all with help from More Labs. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Alex Korneloff, CEO of Betagee, and Bill Pasquale III, partner at the Princeton Public Affairs Group. Bill, let, let me ask you, both of us know legislators that aren't comfortable with advertising and marketing right now with regard to sports betting. How do you think they'd feel about something like TV detection software on the sports betting apps? I mean, how, how would we explain that to them as attorneys and, and, and representatives of sports books? Well, it's like anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it requires education before advocacy, mm-hmm. uh, number one. And number two, I mean, you just think about any app you have on your phone. There's huge personalization, geolocationing, sure. uh, but you can opt in or opt out. As long as there's the opt in, opt out uh, ability in an app, um, I think it's fine. I think if it, it's conducted in a way that's not transparent to the consumer, that's where legislators and regulators are going to be concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so as long as you're allowed to allow that type of technology to uh, get into your uh, viewing options, and you know that that's going on, great. If it's done in a surreptitious way, that's where the problems are going to arise. And I don't believe any responsible technology company or operator would allow that to happen Mm -hmm. because it would shut down quickly. Sure. Well, people are now watching sports in a whole different way than just a couple of years ago. People are streaming their sports. I mean, there are games that are being streamed on the sports betting platforms themselves. I mean, networks are having alternative broadcasts called BetCasts, which provide more information to the viewer. Alex, how is advertising and marketing changing because of the new way these people view sports uh, by the streaming? Is, is, is streaming changing the way advertising and marketing works? I think you know that this creates a possibility to measure things and create more for for brands to measure actually the exposure of the brand and introduce transaction advertisement, which means you actually know what's been advertised and yeah. who saw it and how they interacted with this. And this is great. It means our cost per acquisition is under control, so I can decide whether I want it and <laughs> or not. I mean, as an operator, and then the network can um, create a favorable. Um, ad, ad budgets for for advertisers, and the market will level it up. You know, so it will be an efficient way to do it. Uh, in a contrary to just ad, which is shown to all the audiences, uh, we you know, and 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 uh, blasted to on on anyone. I think that's that's kind of amazing thing. You know, we should go on on that one too. By the way, I'm still old school. Bill, I don't know about you, but I have yet to watch a football game or a baseball game on my phone. I, but I, I, I might be in the minority now. Have, have you checked out one of the – I've yet to watch baseball on Facebook when it came out. Yeah, you know, uh, the reason I do it, um, uh, I like to watch it on my big screen when I'm either at the house or at yeah. the beach. And uh, But when I travel, I'm leaving for Prague tonight. Okay. I want to watch – the final four on Sunday oh, yeah. and I'm going to be in the Czech Republic. So I'm going to put on my ESPN app 
and uh, hopefully it'll work. And if not, <laughs> I'll find another app there that will work. So I think streaming is a better customer experience. Sure. And um, I think the media companies are going to continue to grow it. And so, you know, I mean, 10 years ago, I wouldn't be able to watch a game like a college basketball game abroad Mm -hmm. uh, in Australia or New Zealand or Hong Kong or Macau or Europe. Now I can. I can pretty much watch whatever I want. I'm a Seton Hall basketball fan, as you know, David, very well. Unfortunately, my team didn't do so great this year. But I was able to watch multiple games when I was in Australia in the end of January, beginning of February, I wouldn't be able to do that years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a better customer experience, and uh, that's what customers are demanding. Um, they're on the go, and as long as they're not doing it in an irresponsible way, uh, they're not doing it while they're driving, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, it's, it's a good opportunity for customers to be able to uh, have a selection of opportunities and channels. What do you both see as the future of advertising with regard to sports betting? It seems like the industry is constantly changing with new states coming on board, with new rules and regulations, and new technology is always being developed. Where do you both see the future of advertising in the sports betting industry? Alex, if I could jump in on this real quickly and briefly, because you're you're the far better expert on this. But I will say the following. Regulators in America are beginning to get better educated and more sophisticated. And here's the problem uh, that we approach when regulators ban anything. We had, the, as you know, David, very well, we had the CEO of TikTok on uh, in Congress for five hours. uh, And Congress is, you know, exploring banning TikTok. That's not a solution. Uh, I think the CEO acquitted himself well. As you ban things... And as you make the experience more difficult and challenging, you're going to push consumers to the black market. That's axiomatic. That's not debatable, right? So we need to provide a better consumer experience to keep and educate consumers on the importance of gambling in legal regulated markets and with legal regulated operators. Because we know one thing. It's far cheaper to continue to operate like Bovado and Bulldog and Five Dimes uh, because they don't have to pursue licenses and hire people like me to get those licenses and to be in compliance, right? So we can't continue to put downward pressure on legal operators because they're having a difficult time getting an ROI on their investments. There is no profitable right now. Mm -hmm. There's no profitable sports betting operator in America. Of course, they've spent billions of dollars trying to get players, trying to claw back players, and trying to retain players. You also know, David, what the industry did in California. $600 million U.S. dollars on a ballot referendum that barely got 18% of the vote. Where are they going to get that return? California's not coming online anytime soon. Mm -hmm. And we know that the three brass rings... Florida, Texas, and California all have independent challenges. Florida with the lawsuit, Texas that doesn't have any gaming in it, and California because it was just defeated in November last year. They can't put that back on a ballot for two years, and there's a whole set of political questions that they need to be pushed back on. Um, They should have had a more elegant solution to operate in a way that was responsible with the tribal gaming, which Alex is at right now. He's at NAGA, the National Indian Mm -hmm. Gaming Association Conference in San Diego. And so, you know, there's, there's so much opportunity out there, but 
the industry needs to put their big boy pants on and understand that there's a better way to approach this through self-regulation and a more measured approach so that they can finally see a return on investment, which I don't think any of them are going to see in the very near future. Well, let me ask you, Bill, you're, you're very familiar with the U.S. Congress. Congressman Paul Tonko from New York put out a bill that uh, he wants the sports books and the advertising of sports books under the jurisdiction of the Federal Communications uh, Commission. Do you think that will have any legs? Do you think that will help matters at all? Or should states be allowed to regulate sports betting the way they see fit? Well, first of all, um, I think it's very unfair to have that legislation. I, uh, Congressman Tonka is a great person. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, he's a Democrat, so that bill won't see the light of day. <laughs> but what that bill's doing, and we're going to be with, uh, I'm going with the Intain Foundation to meet with the congressman to try to talk to him about the deleterious effect that has, even if it doesn't pass, because now states are starting to investigate ad bans and, and putting pressures and regulations on advertising. Mm -hmm. Banning advertising will do one thing. It'll push people far more easily to the black market. And and it's not going to accomplish anything because people want this. They want to be better educated. So, like, for example, David, and you know this, the Massachusetts Gaming Commission tried to ban affiliates. Affiliates are a very important part of the puzzle. They educate consumers on pushing them to legal regulated sites and keeping them away from the black market because the black market benefits no one other than the black market operators. Alex, how about you? Where do you see the future of advertising and marketing with regard to sports betting and sports book providers? Sure. I'll focus on the the tech side, you know. Sure. Uh, I, I would say now the technology gives us a possibility to create advertisement is as, you know, as less intrusive as possible and as, as engaging as it can get with dynamic data, with uh, personalized experiences. And uh, for me, uh, sports betting is a natural thing which person wants to do uh, when, you know, when, when anyone what, like watches any event. And this is in our DNA, let's say, to bet against the outcome. You know, it, it, it was always... In human society and always will be. And uh, the way the advertisement should, should work around, it should enable it. Uh, betting should be natural, safe, but also, you know, uh, in a context. And I think we will see the development of uh, micro gaming where you can make a smaller bets on the outcome of each single ball serve or any kind of event internally uh, inside the game itself. And then uh, it will be always contextual. So you're never... Uh, advertised, for example, if you're a fan of NBA, you'll never get NFL advertisement, and this will create a advertisement as a content rather than advertisement as a promotion. And I think we blend in those two things, like sports content and uh, uh, betting offering, would create the biggest impact for all ecosystem for sports, so they can use the revenues generated by uh, sports betting sponsorships for for, uh, you know, networks, for uh, players, and for uh, operators themselves. Alex, we're running out of time, but can you give out your website for Betagy so people can check it out and see what the great things you're doing in the gaming industry? Sure. It's B-E-T-E-G-Y dot com. 
Bill, how about you? Give out the website for Princeton Public Affairs Group uh, because you guys do amazing things in the gaming industry. And, you know, w- whenever we have questions about the gaming industry, we uh, we get you on the show. So uh, please give out your website for Princeton Public Affairs Group. Oh, thank you very much, David. It's P-P-A-G, Peter Paul, Apple Gregory, dot com. Um, David, can I make one other point? Sure. I, I don't want to jump on, but... Um, thank you for permitting me. The other thing um, that I think is important for your uh, listeners to appreciate, a couple weeks ago I was down in Long Beach Island uh, at the beach house getting ready for the, the spring and summer, and I was watching the games at a local bar, the Angle side, enjoying the games. And I got multiple text messages, over a dozen on one afternoon, when people were saying to me, Bill, I've gone onto my app, and I'm not going to advertise uh, clients or non-clients, but I've gone onto my app, and I can't bet on Princeton or FDU. What's going on here? I said, well, it's banned. You can't bet on in-state colleges, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hired uh, two years ago to get onto the ballot uh, lifting that ban. You can't bet on in-state colleges. It's silly. All those folks that texted me, I know what they did, and they told me what they did. They went on to black market sites, or they went to the local bookie, illegal, and bet, right? And so nobody's going to chase them. They're not the problem. It's the illegal operators. Those are the types of regulatory um, belts and suspenders that regulators put on thinking they're accomplishing something, and all they're doing is pushing people to the black market. Hopefully that'll get lifted in the near future, uh, you know, Princeton and FDU are out of it now, so there's no Final Four madness because yep. Jersey citizens can bet on it. But other states do the same thing, and that's a problem. Yeah, And that's spot on, like a case study in Exhibit A for why regulators need to be a little bit more careful and thoughtful about putting additional regs in place. Absolutely well said. Alex Korniloff, CEO of Betagy and Bill Pascal, the third partner of the Princeton Public Affairs Group and the Intain Foundation. They do great work. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the issue of advertising in the sports betting industry. It's a subject that is certainly in the news right now and continues to be a big topic in the sports betting industry. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about it. Thank you, Thank you David. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, watch this urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. And no other tax shop gets you more or faster approvals. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Connect with tax professionals who get the IRS off your back. Call 800 800-605-0688. 800-605-0688. One-stop tax relief shop. 
what's that? In front of everybody. Oh, oh, oh. Game starts at 20, best slip is empty. I got to call KG. Nothing for you, Fox. Ah, oh, come on. What you got, huh? It is spa day, Jamie. You don't interrupt spa day. Ah, okay. Gracie, what's up? I need some tips. Jamie, you want a tip? Yeah. Now. Come on, somebody. Jalen, what's up, man? You want a tip? Yeah. You really want a tip? I really need some tips. Don't call somebody on live TV, Jamie Fox. Well, you like answer. Have other friends anyway. Marshawn, Barry, holla. Hey, what's up with it, Fox? Listen, I need some tips. I'm like LA. LA? No, 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 Dallas. No, Dallas. No, Dallas, Dallas? Hold on. How about Detroit? Nah, no, Barry over there. You know, I'm gonna call y'all right now. Vanessa, mm. I need your help. I got a tip for you. Always go with your gut. Mmm, I like that. Going with my gut. Let's go with our gut! People gotta win sometimes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a giant, colorful check to deposit. Beating the House is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Don't wait. Join in the fun now. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Grab a lion's share of the fun at BetMGM.com. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to another edition of Beating the House. I'm Doug Weishuttle here with Dave Weishuttle. We're here to give you a crisscrossing of the country to take a look at some of the big jackpots that have happened over the past week. Uh, whether it's a slot machine, keno, bingo, uh, table game, poker, what have you, we will be talking about it. Press releases, keep them coming in. We're getting a lot more every single week we do this. I have a theory about the jackpots this week, and you can tell me if I'm correct or not. You're not correct. Because of March Madness, there's a lot more people in the retail sports books, and there's a lot more people here in New Jersey anyway. They're on the, uh, they're on the online uh, sports books. And, um, you know, our, line, our online sports books also have the online casino section. I'm thinking because people are in the casinos watching the games and people are online betting on the games and have mm -hmm. that casino uh, tab right there. I think there will be a lot of jackpots this week. Am I right, wrong, or what? You're higher than usual jackpots, I think. The amount, about no? same amount, really, same amount. See, I same thought there'd amount. be tons of them. I, I have, I have to tell you, I'm noticing a lot more retail jackpots because, because which of, is kind of interesting. Okay. But I also, I think part of it's due to what you just yeah, said. Yeah, people are March going and Madness, watching the games. All that. Yeah, but also, I, I know a lot of schools are on spring break, so there's a lot of parents out there oh, that okay. send their kids off to the arcade. They go to the casino. The arcade people still do that. They still do. Maybe arcades. in the '80s when we were growing up, maybe they did. Hey, Tropicana has a very nice arcade oh, in, yeah. in the quarter. Oh, yeah. so, there's uh, a big arcade in um, Atlantic City. Uh, Lucky Snake. Lucky Snake. That's yeah, also right one, too. Right near the too. showboat. Yep. So. so, but arcades are coming back. 
Yeah. And, I uh, so. But I, th- I think you're seeing it's a combination of what you said, the March Madness. Because let me tell you something. Everyone's yeah. watching the individual yeah. games and betting on the individual games yeah. because last week I tore up my uh, brackets because they are horrendous. And they got worse this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the championship game, none of my teams that I picked for the championship game have even made it there so so it, it's ridiculous now but i think it's so com- a combination on the individual games and you know maybe that's leading to bigger jackpots in yeah. the casinos well that's that's part of it march madness is part of it sure. like i said spring breaks another part and you know some people just live near the casinos and they go there they're, they're the locals yeah. and a lot of the casinos uh, you know really do a good job with the locals so oh uh, yeah. yeah as a matter of fact we've got a couple locals oh there you go you just week. uh mr segway how okay, about that yes uh, but we're not starting with a local this time. Okay. All right. so. <laughs> we're going to go to Reno, uh, Reno, Nevada, Grand Sierra Resort. This is the typical story we always talk about. Oh, wait. Was he waiting for a friend or no. was the woman no, this waiting is the for other, a friend? Okay, this or... is the other typical story oh, that we okay. talk about. Oh, okay. Or they were walking out and they had their, last, they had their last couple dollars and they put it in the there last... Ja- uh, the slot machine they saw his oh, last eight bucks. Okay, there you go. He was he spent the day at Grand Sierra as a first time visitor to the Grand Sierra Resort and okay. Casino. Yeah. Um, he was playing all day. Decided, you know, time to go. On his way out, decided to play one more game with his last eight dollars. Hey, we gonna do with eight dollars? You know? Played ten minutes. Wow. On the Wheel of Fortune high roller slot, five hundred and forty four thousand six hundred sixty three dollars wow. and forty seven cents. Wow. Talk about a memorable casino. Yeah, visit. absolutely. By, by the way, uh, good for him. The eight bucks lasted 10 minutes because yeah. <laughs> eight bucks can go very quickly, but it worked out for him. Well, it was interesting. It's a guy, right? I'm not. It's I'm a guy. Not, Jesse okay. R. Jesse yeah. R. Yes. Uh, but it was interesting in the press release. The, the note on the machine, the high roller machine, it said the $8 was the maximum bet. So that might have been just one bet. Ooh. Wow. That might have been just one bet. That would on make this. for a great story. Yeah, so. they, they didn't clarify whether it was okay. his very last bet or he had more than $8 in the machine, but it was an $8 bet. He was on his way out. I figured stop, play, boom. Well, by done. the way, you're assuming Jesse's. It a said guy. he. It said he. Oh, you know, he said he? Yeah. Okay, because I'm seeing I the summarized name, it in the show. Jesse notes. R, and Jesse is spelled J E S S Y. Yeah. So I've never seen Jesse oh, spelled yeah. like now, that. There's so many different ways to spell Jesse nowadays. I, I've always seen the I E. Or the so. or the J E S S E, oh I've never seen that. That that's yeah. the guy's name. That's also a guy's name, oh. Jesse. Oh okay. All the right. I E usually means a woman sometimes. So. Okay. All right. But um, anyway, going way off on that tangent there. <laughs> so, okay. uh, we're going to leave Reno. We're going to Atlantic City. All right. Uh, Hard Rock Atlantic City to be exact. We've got a video poker jackpot today. We've got at two thirty a.m. in the morning. A uh, patron was playing the. IGT's five-star poker slot machine. They called it a slot machine in the press release. It's really five-star poker video video poker machine. Okay, all right. Uh, no word on the size of the bet, but he hit a royal flush in clubs at 2.30 in the morning to win two hundred grand. Now, where is this machine? We're going to be down in the Hard Rock in a couple of weeks at a convention. They did not give the actual location okay, of the I, map. I need to know that. Yes. So if anyone has that information, give it to me because I'll be at the Hard Rock Atlantic City in a couple of weeks. Yep, but... Uh, I don't know where the five-star poker video poker machine is in Hard Rock exactly. It's on the casino floor. Okay. Yeah, it's All one right. of the big ones. It's just, it's not the bar ones. Okay. So, All right. Uh, we're going back out to Vegas now, Planet Hollywood Casino. We haven't done Planet Hollywood in a while. I no. think we had maybe one or two previously, but... The only experience I ever had with a Planet Hollywood was years ago. I actually ate in a Planet Hollywood. 
But that was when Schwarzenegger, was, Willis, and yeah, uh, I think it, I don't, and Stallone. Was it in Vegas it, or yeah. was it in L.A.? I don't even know. I I've never been to one. So okay, yeah. Uh, but I I know at the time you're talking about way back. I there, know I was in there. I can't was, remember. It was, it was the three big actions: not, so Stallone, yeah. Schwarzenegger, not, and not Willis real memorable it. food, yeah. but you're not there for the food. Exactly. So. But we have a lucky local. There's where the local story comes there in. You go good. Uh, mega jackpot playing Mississippi stud poker at Planet Hollywood. Uh, the jackpot, which was hit around 11.30 p.m., uh, it was a royal flush, tent, jack, queen, king, and an ace with all matching suits. So uh, that's a great hand. He won $193,487. Staying in Vegas, we're going to Caesars. Caesars Palace, to be exact. Uh, we have a player who used the last hour of St. Patrick's Day to win. <laughs> Waited all day to win, I guess, well, obviously. Very, ended St. Patrick's Day great. Uh, right at, just after 11 p.m. on St. Patrick's Day night. Boy, these late-night jackpots. Is, is 11 p.m. late night for Vegas? Uh, no, not for Vegas. For me, it is. For, okay. <laughs> for me, it is. So, uh, yeah, no, it's kind of late. So. But uh, our, our next video poker jackpot was $101,375 wow. at Caesars Palace. Okay. Now we're going to Rio. Not Rio, the country, but Rio, Las Vegas. Uh, we got a lucky guest winning a uh, late night jackpot. Here's another, another one. one. Late, late night just jackpot. Be, but it was just before midnight. Is this a is min, midnight late night considered? I don't know. I guess you know. Uh, we have a guy playing video poker. I'm sorry, a guest hitting uh, uh, jackpot on video poker. Four aces with a deuce kicker. A mm-hmm. uh, hundred twenty five dollar wager, which. You know, that's out of my range right there, yeah. but $100,000 even. You know what I'm thinking? They're they're playing these late night things. They're 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 coming out of the bar. Well, it's pretty early, 11 o'clock. Or the sports the book. Or, or the sport. Well, I'm, I'm thinking you're coming out of the bar and you have all this change. Yeah. You know, what what am I going to do with 10 $1 bills, you know? Yeah. I'm, and I'm walking through the gaming floor. Let me put it in a machine. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's what's happening. Well, this one could have been, you know. I might be overthinking it a bit. Yeah, too, I, th- so. I think you are. But uh, this, this guy could have been starting his night. Yeah, you that's know? true. You, that's you true. never know with Vegas. So. Um, we're going to leave the casinos, and we're gonna, we got a press release from IGT to talk about. They sent this over. Oh, okay. Uh, IGT every so often releases the the numbers on certain games in terms of jackpots. We've got Wheel of Fortune and Power Bucks wow. from IGT. They're talking about some of the biggest well, Wheel jackpots. Of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune must be IGT's moneymaker. Well, we actually covered some of these. Okay. So we're kind of, right. it's sort of like a rehash. But uh, We always cover Wheel of Fortune yeah. because they, they, they're just like money machines. They just oh, give yeah. out constantly. Well, this is Wheel of Fortune and Power Bucks. Power Bucks is the Canadian uh, slot machine okay. that pays out a lot. Sounds like and, a lottery game. It it actually sounds like a lottery game, but it actually plays like the Wheel of Fortune game oh, because okay. it pays out an awful lot. Okay, uh, we've got following million dollar jackpots that were given out by Power Bucks and Wheel of Fortune. Okay, uh, February fourth. This is going back earlier this year. All right, uh, three point two five million dollars, three million two hundred fifty seven thousand eight eight hundred thirty dollars, playing Wheel of Fortune Gold Spin at Bellagio. We don't do Bellagio too often. I don't yeah. see them announcing their jackpots too often, but. Uh, February 18th, we have $3,274,538 Wheel of Fortune High Roller at Carson Valley Inn in Minden, Nevada. We actually talked about that one. Okay. I, I, I never been there. That's I right by the border. I don't of, think I've uh, ever been to yeah. Minden. We've never been to Minden. Uh, Not no, many people no, go to Minden, Minden other than so. if you're 
you're one of the locals there, too. Well, you, you, someone won $3 million. Yeah, Maybe you should start going. going yeah, exactly. Uh, February 28th, the end of the month, we have Ontario, Canada. We have an online Power Bucks slot player. Nice. Canadian jackpot of $1.32 million. Okay. That's Canadian dollars. All right. Uh, so far, according to IGT, Power Bucks, which since its debut in Canada in 2016, 47 jackpots of at least $1 million. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so that one pays out an awful lot. Uh, we have Wheel of Fortune slots. Uh, since their launch in 1996, according to IGT, we have over 1,100 millionaires and over <laughs> $3.4 in jackpots. Wow. By yeah, the no, Wheel of Fortune that's slots. That's a great machine. There's a lot of Wheel of Fortune slots out there. Oh, yeah. And now we're going to finish up with a couple of Virginia lottery stories. A couple Virginia Lottery. A couple, wow. yes. Big week for Virginia. Well, Virginia Lottery just launched a new game, the $326 million fortune. Three top prizes of $5 million. It just launched this past week. We already have a $5 million winner. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, it, it's a scratcher, too, by the way. Uh, you don't see, see a scratcher I, I see that I'm not big. a scratcher guy, but, you know, but he, he, I, uh, I guess I have to start. He bought it on a lark, according to the press release. He didn't know what it was. He said, it's a new game. Let me try it. All right. Bought the scratcher, got into his truck. Before he drove home, he scratched it. Boom, $5 million. Wow. Yeah. That's that's like one of those things where you got to look at it closely and say, did that just happen? Yes. You know? Well, I, I don't know what this looks like. They didn't show a picture of the, the, the scratcher yet. Okay. So I got to go dig what's one it, up. What's the name of it called? The $326 million fortune. Okay. There's right. two more $5 million prizes out there. So there are three top. Okay. Th- so three. there's like a golden ticket kind of thing. Sort a of. Willy Wonka kind of thing. Huh? Yeah, but it's not wrapped up in chocolate, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Uh, now we have a, uh, a Mega Millions winner. Um, you know, he, this, is, this is actually a story I can relate to. Because the guy was just sitting bored one day, and he was going through his phone, and he noticed he had a Virginia Lottery app on his phone. Oh, he just noticed he had a Virginia Lottery He forgot all about he had the app on it, and he decided, okay, buy a few online. Buy a few tickets online. All right. He bought one, and it turned out to be the million-dollar winner. Wow. On on, uh, Well, I guess check your phone to see if you have an app. Yep. So So that, that I can relate to. Because I, I have so many apps on my phone, I forget I have some things on there. I have to take one app off. I still have my Monkey Knife Fight app on, and it, and it, and it, I, it, they sold it or got rid of it, or I don't know what happened to Monkey Knife Fight. They're just gone. So you know, you know, I had to take out my money, and uh, I guess the app is gone, and the site is gone. I just found I had a New Jersey Transit app on my phone. Oh, I don't okay. even know why I have that on. I know I bought a ticket online, and maybe the app came with it when I bought Did it. Did you buy it on your phone? I didn't buy it on the phone. No. Oh, okay. But I, 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 buy an electri- I bought it online, and it came as an electric ticket. Electronic ticket. Oh, it, oh, okay. So I think the only way I could have accessed it when I was using it that one time was by the app. I don't oh. know why I have the New Jersey Transit app. Oh. Don't ask me. Okay. I don't know. All right. I can't. Well, I can't remember. I probably had a reason for doing it. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, we have Raymond Harrington uh, won a total of one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in a single drawing of the Virginia Lottery's Pick Four game. Uh, he scratched a diamond bonus crossword ticket as well and won the $300,000 wow. prize. Wow. He, he won a jackpot in two different games. Two different games. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what the hell's going on in Virginia? My Vir- God. Virginia's paying out. Virginia's paying out. So, wow. Uh, okay, Virginia. Yeah, he said uh, the scratchers were calling to me in the press release. Apparently. Yeah, so uh, when you hear that call, go get it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's it for uh, this week's Beating the House. Uh, congratulations to all our winners. Yes. Press releases. Yes. Keep them coming in. We're getting more and more each week, like I said before. And, you know, 
have fun with this. This is a great segment, I think. Because oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I love learning about these new games. No, like, like I said, I'm going to be in Hard Rock in a couple of weeks. Yep. i got to find that machine or what, whatever game you just told me about. So. Oh, the um, uh, let me go back through my notes here. I think it was the uh, five-star poker. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.